tis the season, Carl. We have oh, a holiday. Yes, we have a holiday gala. And I started off the holiday season with the Q Brothers Christmas Carol at the National Blues Museum. So we will talk about that later, but it's off to a good start. Just a moment, we will talk to our guest, Kevin Macbeth from the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, talking about their gospel Christmas and holiday shows. Around minute 30, the band T3 will be joining us. Then we'll talk movies around minute 54, American Symphony, around one hour, Candy Cane Lane not the one in St. Louis, around one hour and five minutes, May, December, again, around one hour and seven minutes, Saltburn, around one hour and 10 minutes, John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial, and then we'll play a quick theater roundup at one hour and 13 minutes. We have got two guests today, segments, that are going to be on music, and we all know the trans- that's transformative power of music at the holiday time. I agree. <laughs> well, I am so excited because I am going to the Gospel Christmas this year. It worked out, and I can go on Friday at Stiefel. And joining us today is the conductor of the In Unison Chorus, Kevin Macbeth. Welcome. Thanks, Lynn. Good morning. Morning. I'm so excited. And you are having the you're having a soloist this time. And is it Whitley Phipps? Is it that is, correct? It- that is correct. It is Wintley Phipps, and um, this is Wintley's fourth time actually with the with the SLSO. He's um, he's sung within unison chorus. Now this will be the third time, and uh, was uh, also um, a guest with the orchestra as a narrator for uh, the um, uh, the Aaron Copeland Lincoln portrait. So uh, tells you a little bit of the kind of voice that he has. But um, he's he's just an incredible he's an incredible musician. He's an incredible human. Um, a Seventh Day Adventist minister so you know he brings a he brings a wonderful spirit to um uh, to every place he goes so we're we're excited about having him with us again that's really good what else is going on now is it stiefel because powell hall is closed for renovations yes so everybody's got to remember it's a different location this year but uh the symphony has a full schedule even though powell is being renovated and there's quite a few holiday things coming up Besides, what also is part of uh, the gospel chorus or the gospel concert on Friday? So on on Friday night, of course, it's the um, it's the the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra in uh, in full strength and um, and and all of the members of the uh, St. Louis Symphony in unison chorus uh, will have about uh, eighty five or ninety singers on stage with the orchestra. Uh, so it's going to be uh, an incredible evening. Um, this has become, as you know, people around the city know, this has become sort of one of those destination events. We have people who have been with us, you know, every year for the last you know twenty five or thirty. Uh, they wouldn't miss this one, and uh, it's it's just a, it's a great night. Uh, some uh, some rousing gospel uh, pieces that we'll do. We've got a couple of spirituals that will uh, will perform. I don't want to give away the whole program. You know, I want uh, want some of that to <laughs> some of that to be a uh, to be a surprise for the evening. Um, there's an audience sing along portion. We'll be singing Silent Night together. Um, uh, we'll be you know performing with Wentley, and he's doing uh, you know wonderful things like. Um, uh, Go tell it on the mountain and let there be peace on earth. So it's just uh, it's just going to be a really feel good evening uh, for everybody involved. And and the chorus is very excited about it. We've had some wonderful rehearsals and and uh, we're we're raring to go. I talked to my pastor at Counts' church for the weekend. 
<laughs> I got in trouble for saying that actually from the stage one one at one of our uh, gospel Christmases I said we had such a good time nobody has to go to church on Sunday and I live to regret that one Carl but <laughs> but uh, it was um it was uh, it, it's it's been a it's been a fun experience and and uh, Wentley is just one of those voices we we don't we we don't have a lot of really dynamic baritones you know who are uh, who are singing usually when you you know you think about Christmas it might be a really high tenor it might be a soprano, uh, but Wendley has this big, booming bar baritone voice. Uh, he is um, uh, the the soloist for the presidents. He's sung for six presidents so far, and sings at the national prayer breakfast. And you know, he's sung for Billy Graham, and he's sung for Bill Gaither. I mean, he's just one of those people who who uh, has this uh, that this voice that everybody wants to hear. I was fortunate to hear Robert Ray at uh, Umzel uh, with the In Unison course, which just started. How over the years has it evolved? Because it was it was tremendous then, but now it's grown so much. And you've been director for how many years? Now? I've been director. Actually, I'm getting ready to, I think, to start my 13th season. They all run together after a while. But but um, uh, so it, it, it continues to evolve and we continue to attract new singers to the group as as uh, uh, as we move along. And one of the one of the beautiful things about being all around the city uh, that we're excited about is that, you know, we build a new audience. There, there are people who will see us at the Stiefel probably for the first time. But uh, over the, the 30 years of the existence of the chorus, uh, we've just continued to broaden what we're, we're doing. We, we're trying to you know broaden our profile and and uh, feature you know new artists and new composers and arrangers of of music for uh, you know for uh, celebrating the black expression and so I really think it's just a, a matter of us just growing we're growing in musicality uh, we're growing in repertoire we're growing in exposure and uh, that's the that's certainly the direction that we want to go in well that's what I was going to say about you've now done this for a dozen years what do you see once the new Powell Hall is finished what do you see the next dozen years going to be for you and in unison? Well, one of the one of the the great things that we're experiencing now is this you know um, this surge of new music that you know that that's coming about. Um, luckily, in my life, I, I get a chance to interact with with a lot of composers and arrangers. We have guest conductors who come and work with the uh, with the chorus, and so that's been the been the great thing is that now we have people who want to write and arrange for us, and so uh, having those new voices and having those new arrangements that are are available to us just 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 make and wonderful. So I think that's a, you know that's that's a part of it. Um, as more people find out about the In Unison Chorus, uh, we uh, we get more requests. So the the um, the chorus is being invited to more and more gatherings and and um, uh, celebrated in in many more spaces. And so we've got a small uh, group as a part of the chorus called the Young Artists, and they've become the ambassadors for us. And they continue to sing around the city. And uh, so we're 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 getting the we're getting the word out. It's um, for a while the, the chorus was you know sort of a best kept secret of the orchestra everybody knows of the symphony chorus but um uh, we are we we continue to celebrate that we're one of the few orchestras in captivity as we say that uh, has two resident courses and so it's uh, it's exciting to, to have have both uh, both courses as a part well that's actually one of the um things that has been a positive out of moving while Powell's being redone the fact that you're going that the symphony is going to Stiefel, that they're going to the Sheldon, that they're going to Lindenwood. People that are familiar with those venues and are on their mailing list are learning, oh, these things are happening. Right. And 
hopefully that will follow once Powell is all finished. And they'll go, well, I enjoyed seeing that at Stiefel. Right. I think I'm going to go see them at Powell. Yes, the the whole idea of following us home. I think that's a, I think that's a great I think that's a great analogy. And and that is the wonderful thing is that um, uh, as the city is is um, on the go uh, for for these two seasons, it's it's been wonderful to uh, to experience that. And so we have have concerts at uh, at the Stiefel that you know about. It's the it's our location for the uh, for the movies that the orchestra does uh, uh, live with uh, with the orchestra. I'm sad to say that Home Alone is sold out at this point. Uh, schedule for December 9 and 10, but there's still an opportunity to see Back to the Future, for instance. Back to the Future will be at the end of the month on the 28th and 29th of December, and it's a great way to go. In fact, every time I go and, and, um, and see a, a movie with the orchestra, I always, I always say, this is the only way I want to see movies now. I, I think that I should see <laughs> all my movies with the, with the soundtrack live, but uh, so there's well, opportunity I've, to see the movies. I've seen I've seen most of the Star Wars movies because we're we're almost at the end of the Star Wars run of all nine right. movies. Last Jedi's next. I've seen Harry Potter. I've seen Bugs Bunny on Broadway. And I've also seen with Lynn, The Princess Bride last year. Yes. Well, no, another popular one. Oh, that was so fun. And it was at Stiefel. And it was wonderful. And I uh, am so grateful to see it there and with the symphony because the crowd was so into it yeah. and everybody yeah. laughed at the right parts that you thought like, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. it and, the line, and then, yeah. And then people applauded. It was such a joyous experience watching it together. If you think, oh, I've seen this movie so many times, mm -hmm. you haven't seen it with the symphony chorus. And, and I mean, with the symphony playing, behind the film and uh these are special scores that are done just for the film right right and and uh they have to be have to be um uh managed just so because of course you know everything has to sync up with the movie so uh the conductor uh for those projects is you know usually the busiest person in the room because he's he's trying to keep everything lined up and everything synced up with the uh you know with with wonderful technology uh we have the ability to do that but um it never fails i just went to see a nightmare before christmas which was fantastic i just i just loved it and um and it it never fails the guests that I'm with or the people around me always say we we always we we forget that the that the orchestra's live you know you get into the music so much and you get into the movie and then you're just sort of you know something dramatic happens or the you know the orchestra is especially incredible and and you're reminded you know you sort of shock back to your senses that oh that's happening like in real time right now so so it's just it's a it's a great way to to see movies i uh, when i when i meet people who haven't experienced it i try to encourage them to uh, to go you know just go one time and see what you think and see how you enjoyed it and enjoy it and most people are hooked so uh, so it's it's great to, to have that as a as a wonderful option for the holiday and you having... consider nightmare before christmas a christmas movie or a halloween movie and the an and the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> the answer oh. is yes yeah, it's it it is a it is a fun one, but you know that's the that's the great thing about the mobility of the orchestra, is that uh, you know we're able to do those films and then we're you know at, at back and forth from Lindenwood to Stiefel, uh, with the Mercy Holiday uh, celebration concerts, which will be wonderful, and uh, Santa will be there, and you know great holiday music and and all of those things. So uh, that's the that's the the beautiful part about being on the on the go, and bringing in the New Year, you're going to have a New Year's concert, correct? 
Yes. Uh, so, so we start the month of December on, on the 8th with, with Gospel Christmas, and we run all the way through till the end of the month uh, with uh, the annual New Year's Eve celebration uh, on, on New Year's Eve, of course, and, and um, uh, that one uh, featuring uh, Norman Wynn, who's been with the orchestra many times and has conducted the youth orchestra, has done several films with us. And um, uh, so it, it's good. Those are always special evenings. I'm, I'm typically on the road because my family, uh, uh, you know, doesn't live in St. Louis. So I've only had a chance to go to a handful of the, the New Year's Eve celebrations. But uh, any, whenever I'm in town, it's just one of the things I have to do because everybody dresses up and it's just a it's a night of champagne. And, and it's just a, an exciting way to uh, to uh, to ring in the new year with music. So um, another another one of those, again, destination events, there are people who they go the first time and they're like, well, I'm never missing this again. And so they they uh, they always return. Well, it's Jimmy on a Sunday night. Yeah, Jimmy Harrod is going to be a soloist, correct? Right, right. Jimmy Harrod is uh, is solos for New Year's Eve, and um, haven't seen the full program. Uh, there, you know, they're always uh, that's always an evening of surprises and and uh, music that everybody wants to hear. So, uh, uh, so I hope folks will come on out and and enjoy it. Like I said, I'll miss it. I think I'll be on my way from Texas to Kansas because you know when when you have family everywhere, you have to do that. But I'll be thinking about it while I'm traveling. Yes, I uh, understand that as we all are so mobile these days. Right. The, uh, Jimmy Harrod was a sensation on uh, America's Got Talent, and our second guests were also a sensation on America's Got Talent. So there's recognition there for music where people see them somewhere and they go, oh, they would be good live. Right, right. And so that would be, that'll be very interesting. One of the big conversations this fall in terms of movies, because we, we cover movies, is uh, during Maestro and during American Symphony, the transformative power of music. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the best things is this American Symphony, which just came out today on Netflix, uh, featuring John Batiste and his wife, Suleika Jouad, is how he was composing American Symphony at, at the same time, and he had 11 Grammy nominations, a huge triumph. Wow. At the same time, his wife was going through her second bone marrow transplant, uh, transplant wow. because her leukemia, which had been gone, uh, in remission for 10 years, had come back. So their experience, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but right. the whole the whole creative process, because he's a musician and she's a writer, and it's really deep about the creative process and how that's a survival mechanism. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Is become so I think music has become sort of a soothing balm at times for people, but also one to celebrate connection. Because live, there's nothing like it. You can watch it on television, but there's nothing like being there. Right. Absolutely. And yes. <laughs> It, it is it is the truth and and um, and that's that's why I think this link especially with this time of year is so important um, uh, I I'm I'm a Christmas fanatic I just in fact I I've just started transforming my home uh, but when mm -hmm. I decorate for Christmas it's a three-day process so so that uh, that tells you a little bit about how much I love the holidays but uh, but you know it's it's the music and the lights and the traditions you know everybody have have these wonderful traditions that connect them with their family and with their friends 
friends and and uh, and music is just a just a big part of that i i can't open a box or look at a light or or pick up an ornament without music going on in the background and uh, and it's that's just a, that's just a part whether whether it's you know it's a soundtrack for something um or whether it's a you know it's it's a movie with music in the background so uh, so it it is um it is a way that helps us uh, uh, reflect and celebrate and and be a part of that and um it's interesting to see i i, I take some time to make sure that i i um uh, go to the foyer or go to the lot lobby and and uh, visit with people um uh, after these concerts and uh, you have office parties that come together you know so they'll go and have their party or go and have dinner and then their destination is the symphony you have grandma and grandpa who are picking up the grandkids and they come and so you know these concerts are, are for people of all ages uh you have um uh these young couples who are just looking for an opportunity to get those really nice clothes out so you know you see the the, the dresses and the tuxedos and the, but then you see people who are casual you know in their christmas sweaters so it uh, it is a, a time that you know that people i think just love coming together and and celebrating that and and uh, there's there's some there's some celebration and healing that goes on certainly the uh you last year when we talked to you you were talking you have a massive christmas music collection so do you recommend any new christmas music that might oh, be out wow. that we don't know you, about <laughs> you've caught me you've caught me uh, <laughs> off guard here i i have really <laughs> hadn't really been thinking about that you know because normally you know sort of go back to all your old favorites and and uh, and listen to those so i'm trying to think if i've heard anything new um the I new share the christmas album is out with 13 oh, tracks really on it. i, I yes. didn't well i'm gonna have to look that one up that that gives me something to something to look forward to um i'm gonna i'm gonna put in a shameless plug for one of my colleagues at the symphony and i'm not even sure that this recording is widely available but uh callie bannum who is our um uh english horn uh, um, uh, um, musician at uh, at the symphony did a Christmas recording uh, several years ago that that's still one of my favorites. So so shout out to Callie and I mentioned her because you know she's one of our featured guests, uh, featured uh, performers for the for the Mercy Holiday Celebration concert. So uh, if you haven't heard you know beautiful English horn, um, it's it, it's another one of those instruments that really uh, really touches the touches the heartstrings. But I'll have to I'll have to look for the share. I didn't realize that she although she did perform at the at the parade this year so I got that was that was the song that was, it. was the first track on there oh, okay. play that right. christmas song so i gotcha okay well i'll be playing at the hockey game starting in december not yet <laughs> but starting in december well now i have something to look forward to so when i when i start the next phase of decorating i'll have share on in the background i think that that might speed speed up the process a little bit <laughs> Well, one of the thing, well, another thing is because we're going to be talking about this movie next week, um, Maestro, which yes. is about Leonard Bernstein, mm -hmm. uh, opens in St. Louis December eighth, same time that your concert is. Oh, yes, and, right. And um, it will stream on Netflix December twentieth. And um, I had the very fortunate experience to tour Carnegie Hall and talk to the. I know it was like the most glorious it was just like unbelievably fabulous and the sound is so important and I also uh, got to talk to uh, the conductor who helped train Bradley Cooper Yannick. To, yes, yes yes and he was wonderful and I said 
how do you get people to feel the music? Because to me, that's what separates good conducting from regular conducting. You make us feel the music. So yeah, yes. How does how does that how does that magic happen? <laughs> well, it's it is um, uh, you know our our music director uh, Stefan Denev uh, has uh, has said several times that uh, uh, music is is the the closest link from one heart to another, which I I think is a is a is a beautiful quote. Um, but I think it's I think it it goes into the depth of what's going on musically, and so um, uh, there you know there's so many wonderful stories here. One of these days, uh, Lan, you and and Carl and I'll have to have another conversation. I'll tell you the story of uh, when I got a chance to meet Leonard Bernstein that was years ago but we'll 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 talk about that story some other time but but um, it is um, it is of course the I think the responsibility of the conductor uh, to make sure that um, that the music speaks um, uh, off the off of the page uh, with what the uh, with what the composer uh, ha has an intent for so for instance when you talk about maestro um, uh, Bernstein was a big fan of Mahler and uh, and I think when whenever Bernstein conducted Mahler he wanted to make sure that Mahler's wishes and Mahler's intent uh, was was the thing that came through and it's the same for any of us who get on the podium you know I'm, I'm conducting some Leroy Anderson but I'm some I'm conducting a Moses Hogan spiritual and so uh, when I'm on the podium I want to make sure that the intent of of that spiritual or the intent of that piece comes through and I think that that really um, once you get to the heart of the matter and the performers really invest in what's going on then I think that that magic uh, then happens because everybody everybody has the intent of the music uh, that uh, that comes through. So I think that becomes a, a very important thing. But it it really um, it really is about the the um, uh, the 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 piece itself. It's really about the creation itself, and not about the performer and not about the conductor. It's about helping people understand what the composer is trying to say. Yeah, well, you're going to be in for a treat because a Mahler's Second Symphony is in Maestro, him conducting it, and they're using that clip now. It's all over YouTube. Yes. They played it. Um, when I saw the film at the New York Film Festival, uh, they showed it at the Geffen Hall, newly renovated, which is the home of the New York Philharmonic. Yes, right. And, and after that scene in the movie, people applauded like they sure. were at a concert I that's, bet. How, I bet so. that's how fantastic it is so i can't wait for you to see it and just see because it's just it's just one of the best scenes of the year and just so remarkable but enough about leonard burns lynn are you sure you don't want to drop any more names about maestro yeah. since you uh well got to well see um some? well i can tell him that i did get to meet and talk with the bernstein children Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Which was really awesome. And I'm also, sure. yeah, yeah. So we'll go about that later. But I just wanted to tell you because it makes you it makes you so excited about music and seeing it live and seeing how the the people, all the work that is put into it and how there's nothing that compares to live theater right. and live uh live music. And so we're excited. So to uh to run back over the schedule we have the gospel concert on december 8th friday the 8th friday, friday the 8th and and i'm i know on good authority that there are still tickets available so if there's a rumor out there that we're sold out gospel christmas is not sold out there's still still tickets yeah. available um yeah put that one on your list 
Yes. But it, and, it should be sold out. <laughs> well, we hope we'll get there. Yes. And then uh, and then we have the holiday concerts through Mercy, sponsored by Mercy. You have two of those at Lindenwood, Tuesday and Wednesday, the 12th and 13th. And then you have three of them at Stiefel, 16th, two on the 16th and one on the 17th. Right. Conducted by Stuart Molina. And um, Stuart's been with the orchestra several times. And it's just a it's just a fun time. I um, uh, have been involved in those concerts for years, preparing choruses or working with singers and sometimes conducting the orchestra. And my favorite thing to do is just to sit in the audience and observe what's going on and the magic of the little kids, you know, just enjoying Santa and enjoy, enjoying hearing sleigh ride and you know, all those things. And and uh, just the, the it's um, it's a it's a great feel good kind of an experience so for the whole family so so either Stiefel or Lindenwood wherever whatever's closest and then you have the holiday hangover of back to the future on the 28th and 29th right followed by the new year's eve celebration and all those last three are at Stiefel right right lots of opportunities and, to and then the Porgy and Bess kicks off 2024 <laughs> yeah and I that that one's on my schedule too you know you you um you can't you can't go wrong with uh, when anytime you have the name Gershwin you can't uh, you can't there's got to be something good there so uh, but yeah it's 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 wonderful and and uh, come and enjoy this will be a, a different experience for us you you mentioned that Powell is under renovation and um, uh, the staff just got a sneak peek a couple of weeks ago we had a hard hat tour uh, to go through and and uh, look at the progress and um, I I know that there's you know that there's that there's this worry that um, uh, the hall is not going to be the same and you know anytime you you do a renovation you lose something I think this is all going to be a gain. Every everything that we've seen, everything that they uh, that they've talked about, they're restoring the hall to some of its original beauty, um, uh, with uh, just you know some of the the original setup. And I I don't want to give too much of it away, but um, uh, returning home in a couple of years is is going to be wonderful. But the thing that's interesting, we know what Powell looks like when they decorate for Christmas. It's it's a, it's a fantastic a fantastic thing. But uh, this will be the first time for me to see the steeple decorated for. Christmas. So um, if you like Christmas decorations and all those things, come and uh, come and see what the Stiefel has to uh, has to offer. I'm looking forward to that. Bears outside have bows on them. Yeah, yes, they do. And I, I live downtown. In fact, I live three blocks from uh, from the Stiefel. So I'm, you know, I, I go by there multiple times a day. And it was very exciting yesterday to drive by and see the in unison chorus on the on flashing on the sign. So that's a nice that's a, Thing to see downtown so so it's just fun it's it's going to be uh it's i think it's going to be a great season do you count the rabbits like carl does when he's after the blues games in the little park i I, I i never have <laughs> across across from soldiers memorial there's a little memorial garden and yes. there's a green space there and this my most count the highest count i've gotten on bunnies is eight Last week when I was coming back from, it was either Old Dominion or Rod Wave, I only saw one. But just to see one, Urban Bunny is fantastic. Really? So that's an Urban Bunny hangout, huh? Yes. <laughs> all, all around that area, there is at least one. We should be hibernating by now because, you know, we've gotten into the 30s and the 20s. Around uh, daytime, they are just there inexplicably. 
No kidding. Well, when I when I make my way away from home today, I'll I'll choose that route on purpose just to just to see if I can spot any. That's a uh, that's that's great. Well, well thank hey, you. You know what? You know what we needed to say, Lynn. We we've said a lot of things, but everything that we've said can be found at slso.org. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us, Kevin, and we look forward and I cannot wait to see you. Looking forward to it. And uh, I always try to make my way out to the hall or to the lobby. So please, Lynn, if you're there, grab me and say hello. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to finally seeing you in person. And uh, Carl, are you going to get a chance to make it as well? I am actually going to be next door. Uh, let's see. At night, I'm going to be next door doing whatever the heck is going on at the event uh, because, gotcha. I, because they're they're next to each other and the eighth is hold on i'm gonna have to tell you <laughs> eighth is the blues at the blue jackets so that means i will be in the forward room recording the game for st louis the blue note production gotcha gotcha well hopefully you know, hopefully the, the Maybe applause I can will step be, in the, yes. yeah hopefully the applause will be so loud for us that you'll hear us occasionally so <laughs> i do i do love that all right, and Kevin, what I say every time I talk to you, don't say his last name in the theater. Well, yeah, yes, there, there, there is that, <laughs> but but people get away with it, you know. I like I said, because it's MC and not MAC. So, uh, so as, as long as you as long as you keep that in mind, I think you're safe. But whatever whatever you call me, just keep calling me. It's great to talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Thank Thanks. you, and merry Merry Christmas and happy merry holidays. Christmas. Thank you. We'll see you at the Stiefel. All righty. Well, hello, T3. I'm so excited. I just listened to your carry on Wayward Son last night. So hey, we you. have lots <laughs> to talk about today. So the acoustics uh, in that room were fantastic. <laughs> yes, we're so, excited to be here. And it's very fitting because today is the anniversary of Kansas releasing point of no return and i thought of that when i saw them i saw that we were going to be talking to them they're like oh we're on a kansas anniversary nice so, ta-da! that's really cool i didn't know that what a lovely quinky dink for us yeah yes <laughs> well uh we are talking to t3 today and it is not true that is for tiktok tenors but <laughs> Uh, the beauty of T3 is that they have become a viral sensation and uh, they have millions, millions, millions of views, which is really terrific for an acapella trio. And the first time I saw you guys, uh, Liam, and please help me with your name, Fennekin. Yeah, I actually nailed it. All right. Jim Hogan and Brendan Smith. And I saw you on America's Got Talent when you blew everybody away uh, with Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, the Panic at the Disco song, with your harmony. Well, it's and also an Idina Menzel song, Lynn. Well, sure, sure. Lots yeah, of versions of that one floating around for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that's right. And I remember what, well, so when I watched it again, I saw that you uh, that the judges were looking at each other like, okay, here we go. And then then they had once you open your mouths, then they were really surprised. So now, 
cut to two years later and you were on your first national tour and it's kicking off in St. Louis, December 8th at the Sheldon. Speaking of acoustics, Carl. Yes. Oh, fantastic <laughs> acoustics in the Sheldon. We're so, excited. Yes. So uh, you all three, um, two of you went to Penn State. And right. then Brendan, you met them. And uh, the magic occurred. And now my friend Eric Pugh, who you all know because he he directed your video to Define Gravity. Eric. Yeah, Eric's the best. Yeah, and Carl, Eric's the one who told me about this group and said, oh, you know, they're they're on their first tour. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting how things become full circle, but you actually have Broadway theater backgrounds. And Jim, you were in Kimberly Akimbo, the Tony Winnie musical uh, <laughs> on Broadway. And then Liam, you have, uh, was it recently that you were Amos Hart in uh, Chicago? Yeah, just just this summer I did I did a couple month run as uh, Amos in Chicago. It was, it was a blast. So that and then Brendan, you've been tour or you have been touring as Art Garfunkel in is this a new play about Simon and Garfunkel? It's it's a play that exists in the UK. It was really big on the West End, um, and they're just taking it to to uh, to national tour in the US now. So I've been touring with that for close to three years now. A great time so uh you guys have some cred here <laughs> or else we <laughs> wouldn't be talking to you yeah <laughs> no i mean but no because because of their viral sensation on youtube well after agt and i am sorry i can't remember how that went so how did that go after you wowed the audience and you got 4.3 million hits on your youtube video it went, it was awesome that, that being on AGT was, was huge for us. It was like all of our followers and everything online jumped overnight. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, how is, how is this happening? <laughs> and then, and then you have, uh, so now you have a new single and that just released. And then Friday, December 17th, you have a cover version of Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. So uh, what else do you have that's coming out or about to break or what, what is happening with your music career right now? Yeah, it's a very exciting time for us. Uh, on Friday, this Friday, December 1st, uh, we are dropping the third single from our brand new EP, Option Up. Uh, the single we're releasing on Friday is Bring Him Home, our, our cover from Les Mis. Oh um, we are very, very excited about that one. Uh, we're excited about all of them, to be honest. This uh, the very following week, December eighth. Our um, we're calling it a debut EP. Uh, it's a six song EP that we're releasing under SNC Records, our connection with Straight No Chaser and Warner Music, uh, and uh, that is our kind of first release since AGT. You know, we've been working on it for two years and it's just a, it's a very exciting time for us. So there's a lot coming up. Actually, the day that we perform at St. Louis at the Sheldon is the day that the EP drops. So it's a whole bunch of exciting stuff coming up. You have a guest on your EP. Yes, we do. Yes. We uh, are closing song on the EP. Uh, the sixth song is a, is a big Disney medley. Uh, it's the, um, 
it's kind of uh what would you say guys it's like a a culmination of all the disney of a lot of the disney covers that we've done over the last three years since our group existed we took uh close to 10 of the songs that uh were most viral and found a way to put them into one thing and then we asked some of our friends to come in and join us so we have shoshana bean uh, Morgan James and Aisha Jackson hopping onto the track to kind of elevate it to the next level. And and we're, we're really excited about it. It's pretty epic. It's so cool. They, they sound yeah. incredible on it. Like every time I listen to it, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if you're not familiar with those people, look them up because again, mm-hmm. they have some really serious Broadway credentials. Stars. Carl. Well, I was I was gonna say normally when a song or an event goes viral, like Carry On Wayward Son, wouldn't uh, you think you'd hear from Steve Walsh or Carrie Livrin or anybody from Kansas? Has that happened to you guys recently? You know, not not with the Kansas, uh, not with our idols from Kansas yet. <laughs> if I'm being completely frank, I mean, I I think I heard that song for the first time when I was maybe nine or ten, and was just uh, you know blown away and went through their entire discography. So no, that is still a dream from the Kansas front. But we have been fortunate to have some people reach out. Uh, uh, you know, guys, help me here. But I mean, Alanis Morissette not being uh, one of the biggest ones. Alanis saw our cover of "You Water Know." And decided to put it in a, um, a compilation video that started her, her 25th anniversary national tour that she just completed last year. So our a clip of our You Water Know cover made it into that video. And, and so, you know, it's just things like that have been the craziest part of this group uh, from the beginning. It's just it's really been amazing. So uh, the new single, this Dilly Dilly that you wrote, it's not a cover. That's right. They realized, that's actually... that, they realized that the songwriters get the money. That's that's what they realized. <laughs> we, yeah, we had to offset the Disney medley with all those those 30 songs. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Wait, we're not getting paid at all for this. <laughs> so I watched the music video and I want to ask, where did you shoot that? What amusement park were you at? at Coney Island? We were yeah, we we're on Coney Island. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we shot that right at the end of August. And we started in Coney Island. We took the ferry uh, and ended up in Times Square. Uh, it was it was a really great, great day. And, and we're really happy with how that video turned out. Yeah, it's really shot. Fun. So you uh, you probably had to get permits and everything, too. I mean, not really. You'd be I mean, you'd be surprised <laughs> the stuff you see We're we were. I guarantee we were the the least ridiculous thing that any anybody saw walking down coney island or 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 through times square that day (laughs) i i can imagine well i i had a feeling it was coney island because i was there once and uh i the big huge nathan's and the first time um the first time i went to new york with my two sons was 2004 and the one was a big nathan's a dog fan oh, yeah. because he had seen the he had seen the eating contest on tv <laughs> so this is how green we were from you know st louis area um that that we just thought we could just go to brooklyn and we'd find coney island like that you oh, know yeah. like oh we want to go to coney island it's not that easy <laughs> yeah it's a trek out there for sure <laughs> But yes, it's more. It's more than. Uh, it's more than Nathan's. But you had the big Nathan's, right? <laughs> but you're so colorful. You're so colorful in your 
in your primary colors here. So did you have a <laughs> did you have a fashion stylist for the video? No. <laughs> I wish. Uh no, we uh we purely just wanted to make this video as fun as it could possibly be. And uh that was an I the suits in particular were an idea that were pitched by our uh, director of that video, Kelly Odin. She's just fantastic. And then, of course, we start the video in the all-white look, uh, which is a, um, a a tiny throwback to the the boy bands of old, a little uh, Bo Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men kind of uh, tribute there. So we just, you know, we just wanted to have as much fun as possible. I wondered about that as soon as I saw the white because boy bands are enjoying a renaissance, and and especially in the. Uh, in the movie that just came out, Trolls Band Together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought these guys can hit the wave of the boy bands having the resurgence. You know, yeah, that'd be fine with us. <laughs> yeah. So, so since you're one direction, since, <laughs> since you're on Straight No Chasers imprint, how uh, how much or how little do you deal with those guys or their management? We're actually on the same management as Straight No Chaser. Uh, so we deal with them quite quite a bit. I mean, they, they always reach out. They're super supportive. Um, the guys will always like give us advice on certain things. I mean, they've, they've toured all over the country. So they like really know, especially how to tour. Like they know how, how things roll, how people act. Um, so they've been really helpful. Their sound guy has been helping us kind of get our act together, which has been great. So it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah They're we have one friends yeah like we've yeah. known we've known a few of them before uh through uh a couple one of them was in this group called hyannis sound which is a, a professional acapella group uh on cape cod in the summers for college kids um and all three of us did that but at different times um different years uh and also tyler trepp who was in snc was a part of hyannis sound as well so he was always kind of in our extended family. Uh, and then when we started posting stuff, he and a couple other of the guys in that group were super, super supportive and started sharing it and like sent us to their management. And so it's it's like a it's a year years long, long friendship, really. And, and we owe a lot to them for sure. Well, it didn't take long for people to uh, find you uh, to, uh, to uh, hear of you guys. I mean, two years is pretty good. But obviously you had a lot of uh, years before that where you were toiling in obscurity. How did the decision to go to America's Got Talent come about? Because, you know, there are other singing competition shows. So how did you go on that path? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, like, interesting story. Uh, they reached out to us in... Gosh, what would you say, April of of twenty twenty? Uh, you know, we had we had only released about seven covers at this point. We were not a group; we were just three friends singing. They, I think, they saw an opportunity there and reached out. And we were so unsure of what this was that we, uh, you know, politely declined. Uh, and uh, you know, because uh, we just <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, and um, a year had passed. We had fully committed at this point and we're a trio that we're trying to get ourselves out there. And so in April of 21, they reached out again and asked us if we'd come on the show. And at that point we decided, you know, we we're, we're taking this very seriously and we, we want to see how far this can go. And it felt like a great opportunity to get our music in front of as many people as possible. And so we went out to Pasadena and we tried out and uh, you know, the rest is kind of history there, but it was, it was a very cool, um, 
uh, time and process for us. And TikTok now, when people call you the TikTok tenor, so uh, what have what have how how has social media uh, ad- become this? With you guys, you are doing it the right way, and you're getting noticed. So how because there's so much white noise in the world, how did you? Um, did you have a strategy like let's do this, let's do that, or how did how did these things happen? Where because you're getting millions of hits. It's I I wish we had a better answer for 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 this question, but it's like you never know. Uh, for us, it's just about getting together and and putting something together that we feel good about, and then just posting that and making sure there is something. Uh, for the people who 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 want to hear something from us to have something every week um, and then just luckily a lot of those have taken off um, and and we've we've spent a lot of time on some videos and hours and weeks arranging and and putting it together and then that only gets a couple hundred views and then we'll we'll spend five minutes putting something together that's like a silly little line and then that'll get millions of views so it's it's uh it, it really is just uh you never know what's gonna go viral you yeah, really you don't you never know yeah i've been very you fortunate it, if you plan it it won't work yeah yeah to a certain degree to a certain degree yeah <laughs> all the ones that we think are gonna do well usually don't it's, it's gonna hit oh no one's watched it uh, well, people, people that uh, go to Stiefel for your concert, I mean, not Stiefel, Sheldon, the Sheldon Friday night, December 8th, mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what can they expect to see from your group? Oh, man, uh, we're so excited about it. To launch the tour in, a, in an amazing city like St. Louis is going to be incredible. I mean, we're going to have everything from some of our very first songs we ever sang as a trio up to... Uh, the entirety of this new EP, you're going to hear all of it live and and some holiday songs as well, uh, because we love we love some of the uh, holiday tunes we've been able to cover over the years. And so it's just going to be something for everybody. And we're we're really excited about it. Well, that's great. Well, you you have Broadway experience, too, How because uh, national tours have any of you played in St. Louis before? Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been through St. Louis uh, a couple of times. I'm trying to remember which ones it was. It was with, I think it was once and American Idiot. I was in St. Louis with. Um, so once at the Fox. Yeah, yeah, that was that was so weird because once is such a small, intimate show, and the Fox is a five thousand seat. That's a cool experience. But yes. St. Louis is incredible. I'm excited to be back and. And have some good eats and maybe if we have time go run around city museum because that's one of my favorite places in the world <laughs> oh yes yes and uh but um i so i saw you because i've seen both tours of once and oh, yeah. i was on the stage for the bar which was oh, really yeah. fun <laughs> yeah i was i was Schwetz on the uh the second national tour so i was uh i was probably yelling at you in a, in a czech accent or something <laughs> <laughs> So, no, that's really good, because I always say when people say national tours, I was like, did you play the Fox? Well, you, right. Yeah, you were very lucky to be at the Sheldon because it has the best acoustics in town. Um, and it's right next to the Fox. Oh, nice. So you're, so, you're going to be right there. You're probably going to stay at the Art Hotel right there. Right. Not that we want to dox you, but... <laughs> 
which go to t3official.com and you can find everything about the guys and the tour and oh it says contact how do we i can just contact you right now because you're right here (laughs) (laughs) well i'm so glad that we were uh we were um alerted that you are coming to town and i'm gonna just start telling people that i know who have gone to pentatonics like a zillion times i'm gonna say well then you have to go see these guys oh thank you thank you thank you i mean just three three people you have tremendous voices how do you pick your material how does that go about how do you make a decision on like you on part of your world little mermaid and and now you're doing bring uh, bring him home which will be incredible with your tenors oh i cannot wait to hear that that's a great question. I feel like the main way that we choose our material is, is because we try to hit kind of our three main genres. We try to do Disney, we try to do Broadway, and we try to do pop. So we like alternate between those three things, and that's kind of how our rep is formed. So Disney, Party Your World, Broadway, Bring Him Home, and then we'll do Carry On Wayward Son, which I guess is a pop rock song. But um, it was it, when it came out, it was pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. So that's 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 our repertoire. That's how we choose. And sometimes we let people in the comments section choose, which sometimes can be great. And sometimes they'll, they'll ask for like crazy recommendations <laughs> and then we have to do them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Defying Gravity was also one of your big, huge hits. That's right. So uh, it's really great to hear your voices hit those notes because, and then you had that little, little, uh, little nod to Frozen at the end. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing these. Uh, we like to throw these little T three tags at the end of songs where it's just like a hint of a another song from the show or or another song from the artist. Uh, and when we did uh, Into the Unknown, we were like Gina Menzel. Okay, so then we threw the end of the Wicked song at the end of the frozen song and then vice versa and you know just just to kind of keep us entertained and give give people little easter eggs and make it a little exciting and that's what it's all about entertaining yourselves because if you guys aren't having fun the people listening won't have fun it's true so after st louis uh you're going to philadelphia and boston and new york and uh what are some of the, the eight uh the other seven cities Absolutely. We have Carmel, Indiana. We have Louisville, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina. We even have one date uh, that will open for Straight No Chaser in Akron, Ohio. Uh, so we're we're just excited to get out there and hit all these cities. It's just going to be such a fun time. See, that's funny because like you're doing a lot of the city wineries. We now St. Louis now has a city winery. Oh, and we're not playing it. That's crazy. No, no you're <laughs> actually in a bigger hall. So that's all right. Good. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Next time. I, I, yeah we love the city winery we do love the city wineries they've been (laughs) really great to us yeah you guys can hang out there afterwards yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) well it's been a pleasure to talk to you today i'm so excited that eric tipped me off and eric said these guys you know and he sent me the video that he directed and i was like eric directed a video so that was at the fulton theater she had to watch it because she didn't think eric could direct a video well (laughs) well he's he's been a a dear friend a dear friend he's become a dear friend after working in um at the muni and Mm -hmm. at stages st louis and now he's in florida and sarasota 
So it's just really great to know people who understand good music and know who to, you know, who to help uh, uh, promote. So is there anything that before we wrap up that you would like to share about yourselves? We're just, uh, we're just super excited to get out on the road. This is like, this is definitely the biggest undertaking we've ever, ever, ever undertaken together. <laughs> um, and in terms of the, this tour and, and this album, and, and we've been working on this album for so long, uh, like we started recording it in March or, or April or something. Um, and we've, we've been working on the deal for a year before that and everything. So we're just, we're really excited to like, kind of step out as this this like full-fledged version of t3 and and really kind of go and, and share it with as many people as possible and anybody that has listened to us or, or will listen to us it's we're just so thankful in general well 2023 has been a great year for you guys and 2024 promises to be even better and then you'll be these seasoned pros like on the road like oh yeah on the road <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fingers, you know, hopefully. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be good. So thank you so much because I know I was amazed that uh, uh, your PR said, well, all three of you could come on. So thank you because I know it's not easy this time of year and especially when you're pulling together a tour. So welcome to St. Louis and enjoy your time here. And I hope you do have some good eats. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. T, the number three, official.com. T3official.com is the website. You can find everything here. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you, everybody. Merry Bye. Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. And happy New Year. All righty. Thanks. Well, then, Lynn, that was fun. That was fun. And we had, we had two wonderful music guests. So and we we have... So um, I've, seen, I've seen nothing in movies, so... That's great. Perfect. I enjoyed talking to everybody. And I yes. guess I'll talk to you now because you've seen stuff and I haven't. Yes. Well, keeping in the music theme today, Netflix streaming American Symphony, not only one of the best. Uh, one of the best documentaries of the year, but also one of the best movies of the year. I was very fortunate to uh, I had seen the film for documentary uh, consideration but also uh because i'm part of suleika juad's paid subscribers on the isolation journals they had the preview last night the premiere with with us we had a we had an rsvp and if we were chosen we all watched the movie together and did the live group chat and then John Batiste, Suleika, Joad, and the director, Matthew Heineman, did a Q&A with us. And, you know, John is, as Gail King said, walking joy. <laughs> and he was so excited to see where we are. He goes, hey, where are y'all from? He was so excited. And everybody just started, like, putting out where they were. And they were from all over the country. And basically, Sue, like her story, because everybody knows John's story, band leader on Colbert. Well, you know, his, her story is pretty well known as well because of her connection to him. Right. 
Right. She's a wonderful writer. I encourage everybody. And even if you don't want to be a paid subscriber, the isolation journals sign up because it will soothe your soul. It's beautifully written. It's a, it's just her experience when she was 22. She just graduated from college. She was in the real world, starting her life, uh, had moved to Paris, wanted to be a war correspondent. And uh, she had a little scratch and uh, she had an itch. And then she started taking these six hour naps. And mm -hmm. so she went to the doctor and it was leukemia. And thus began her four year battle with the with the cancer. And she had a bone marrow transplant. She wrote a book that became a bestseller on the New York Times list called Between Two Kingdoms. This was about how to begin again. She went across the country, drove 100,000 miles in a van, and she met up with people that she had met through her journey. And it's just such a life-affirming book. And it is about starting over and what happens when the life you plan for yourself doesn't quite happen. And how do you how do you do that? So the movie has that kind of spirit to it. But uh, she is a New York Times columnist. She wrote uh, about life interrupted. That's what the column was called. And she's done TED Talks and she has this isolation journals that is just marvelous to read every Sunday. It comes in my email and I look forward to it. So she her story, what happened was this director, Matthew Heineman, he did this great documentary called The First Wave. And he went into the hospitals in New York during the first three months of COVID and filmed it. And John did the music for that. So then John talked to him about, hey, I'm going to do this concert, American Symphony. And would you record me during this process? Well, during this time, he got nominated for 11 Grammys and he did win album of the year. And she found out her cancer returned after 10 years and she had to undergo a second bone marrow transplant. So it is her experience. They're having the highs and the lows of their lives at the same time. And this is just such a great meditation on the art, the t artistic process, our survival instincts and how we use these certain mechanisms, especially creativity to get through the tough times of life. And then also their enduring love story because they met at summer band camp when they were 12 and 14. Aww. Isn't that the, it's just the cutest. And their devotion to each other is just remarkable. They've only, uh, they have technically been in a relationship since 2014. And then the movie shows this, and it's no surprise. If you watch CBS Sunday morning or CBS morning, you have seen these clips. The night before she went in the hospital for the bone marrow transplant, they got married. Yes. And so it's just beautiful. This documentary is just so beautiful. It's transformative. I can't say enough about it. And uh, if it brings a tear to your eye, it's, it's, tear, it's tears of joy because it's just heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. So I am. I'm, uh, and that's on Netflix right now right now as of today and also a local connection to katie kane lane which is on uh, app which is on amazon prime starting friday 
and it is not the St. Louis candy cane lane. Oh but it no, is... it's Lee Murphy's <laughs> candy cane lane. But it is it's El Segundo, California. But it is directed by one Mr. Reginald Hudlin, who is from East St. Louis and was recently honored at the St. Louis Film Festival with the Lifetime Achievement Award. And this is he and Eddie Murphy's second collaboration, Boomerang, was their first in 1992. And this one... Fantastic soundtrack, by the way. Yes, this one has a very big Christmas needle drop soundtrack. And I watched, I was able to watch it ahead of time. And um, it is a family-friendly charmer. It's not going to win any awards. I don't think it's going to become a classic that you mark down every year. But it's entertaining and it has a really good cast. And Eddie Murphy plays a guy who is laid off his uh, plastics a company sales force right before Christmas but the neighborhood has does this thing every year like the like the candy cane lane that we live near uh and they have a big thing you know it's not really called candy cane lane but just for this part of Christmas and every dad tries to outdo each other in the yard department and Eddie has all this hand carved wood in his yard and his his across the street neighbor is Ken Marino. Yes. And you know he's gonna be a jerk. <laughs> because recently and party down again. Yes. And he has all these blow-ups, all these inflatables in his yard. And he uh, thinks he's that, gonna like that guy by Target. Ugh. <laughs> guy right behind Target. If you South City Target on Hampton. If you go behind that store, there's a house with many, 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 many blow-ups on his yard. Or her yard. I don't know. I I try to avoid it. Well, uh, his wife is played by Tracy Ellis Ross, and they have three children. And uh, the Wait, kids are... three children? Eddie has ten children. I know, but in, in the movie, he has three and it's really funny because but I see he's got he's got three because it's only with one woman here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just typical Eddie Murphy, you know, how he for just everybody listening, Google Eddie Murphy Christmas picture with all of his kids and some of his baby mamas. It is hilarious. And it takes an entire staircase. It is very I mean, it's a cool picture, but Eddie Murphy uh, is helping with the world population. Okay. Well, uh, another. Uh, it's got a really good cast. Uh, Tim's. Did you Did you like it? Yeah, it's cute. It's pleasant. It's got. It's so hilarious. This neighborhood because they have this parade, and the Santa hits every house, and they show the house, and they live next door, a house that's directed as the Matrix, <laughs> which is really funny the matrix decoration house so so there jillian bell plays a um an uh what is it um i don't a, know. i didn't um, see it well they have a pop-up store because now the the, the neighborhood stakes have raised because it's going to be a hundred thousand dollar prize from i don't know what in el segundo and uh okay. this girl that's in the tv show ghost Danielle Pinnock, she's a hoot. She's one of the 
uh, and Timothy Simmons from um, Veep. They're the two co-hosts of this cable. Prism Cable's given out the 100000 ah, I get it. So, so Eddie, since he's laid off, decides he's going to He wants to team. win because yeah. he has he needs money for the next year. Right. So he goes to this pop-up Christmas store that's run by Jillian Bell. And, you know, she's always a, a, a goofy mm -hmm. presence in movies. But she has a backstory, which I won't share. So that makes a twist. So this movie has some twists to it that's pretty funny. But it is just light and entertaining. We're not, it's not what we have other coming up. step up from a Hallmark or a Lifetime Christmas movie. Right. And this is Amazon Prime and it's Friday and you can watch it with the kids and you can laugh. It's cute. And there's Good. some the funny bits. And then we have uh on on netflix netflix is busy uh december 1st friday starts may december which we have reviewed uh, and, yeah. and i have discussed a lot um charles melton who is going to be on my top five supporting actors because he plays the young husband he won the goth gotham award for supporting wow the other night yeah so that's interesting, but it's, you know, what does that movie Martin, have to do with New York? I don't know how they figure out those awards, but okay. uh, I've been taught, I've been thinking a lot about this movie, about how, um, and one of my critic friends called it Masterpiece of Manipulation, of Cringe, Masterpiece of Cringe. So yeah. I think that's a good he, way to. He's been, he has been manipulated his entire life. He continues to do so. Yes. And it's well, another uh, friend of mine said that they liked it because these women, they don't change. They reveal themselves. Who's grown ups? Who's not? It changes. But Carl, I went in our discussion about this movie. I forgot to mention that scene when, you know, there's that Maya Angelou quote that I live by. When people show you their real selves, believe it. Yeah. There's that scene when Natalie Portman is talking to a high school drama class and they ask her about sex scenes. Yeah. And well, she goes, it's a it's a teenage boy trying to be funny. She take she actually answers the question. Yes, and it's whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That is a scene, you know? And so that that starts. And then we have um dream scenario the nicholas cage movie that starts yeah. friday and i just got a copy so i haven't seen it yet so i will be reviewing it but not today and then uh we have um what else is in theaters oh saltburn did we talk saltburn last week no we didn't wait yeah we did i don't remember so many things going on lynn I know. I think I hadn't seen it yet. And now I've seen it. And now I wish I had because yeah. there are things, there are two specific scenes that I cannot unsee and they're supposed to be erotic, but they're gross and disgusting and depraved. And uh, I found this whole movie very distasteful, even though it is about rotten people and the things they do. And it is Barry Keegan who dances naked at the end, but that isn't even the two scenes I'm talking about. Jacob Elordi plays this aristocratic uh, kid at Oxford, 
very handsome. He's the golden boy. He's the one girls loving, boys loving. Everybody wants to be in his orbit. Uh, this very awkward kid played by Barry Keegan, of course, because he specializes in awkward kids, um, is a scholarship kid. And and he's isolated from the the cool rich, the cool kids. And everybody knows he's a scholarship kid. So, you know, he's got that aura of like, oh, we don't want to hang out with you. But Jacob Alordi, who played Elvis in Priscilla, he is, uh, he befriends the kid just because he's like that. And and he says, you can stay at my uh, parents during the summer. We have lots of room. Well, they get to his estate, Saltburn, and it's like a palace. It's like this palatial estate. And Richard E. Grant and Rosamund Pike are the parents. And these are just the most ditzy, strange, rich people. And weirdness ensues. And they party a lot. And they dress up a lot. And things happen. And it's... Carrie Mulligan's in it, too, isn't she? Yes. And, and uh, she plays poor dear Cam... Uh, poor dear... Pamela she played well Emerald Fennell directed it and wrote it and yes. she who won collect. an Oscar for Promising Young Woman yes well this is nowhere near that I love that movie I know so did I remember the first time I saw it and I texted you and Max right away and I said you have to see this like right now like you have to see this and uh, that was during COVID and uh, so yeah this was uh, it's amazing well she plays a very heavily made up strange woman who is a house guest, she came one time and never left. So this movie is about privilege. It's about desire. It has some really, truly icky scenes that I'm just telling people. It is currently in theaters, but it will be running at some point on Amazon Prime because it's from that, you know, their MGM studio. Now, TV-wise, Carl, I have to alert you on Apple Plus TV, Wednesday, December 6th, starts a three-part docuseries on the murder of John Lennon. Yes, I heard about this. And I was fortunate to see the first episode, and it brings it all back for anybody. Well, I don't know why they're doing this on the anniversary of his death. It's not like it's the a milestone anniversary either. It's just, you know, it's what 43 yeah it is well those of us who uh were you know boomers boomers remember that night it's like when princess diana died it's like gfk rfk uh nz remember it too but because they were you know anywhere between 15 and younger right and uh this has exclusive interviews there's some really good ones with the eyewitnesses and also the health professionals that were at the hospital. And I don't want to ruin it, but there's one thing that the the ER people say that's just chilling. And then it's music professionals. And then it shows all the clips of the fans. And it just brings everything back from the moment you heard that uh, Howard Cosell announced it on Monday Night Football to the whole entire uh, aftermath. And uh, Mark David Chapman did not have a trial. 
So they're trying to drum up some things about why didn't they have a trial? And uh, so there's that aspect of this, but it's narrated by Kiefer Sutherland and it has some, uh, some never before seen crime scene footage and interesting. I know it's interesting, but for those of us who uh, John Lennon meant uh, really important was a really important part of their lives. It's, it's just a fascinating story and it won the critics choice true crime documentary. And uh, by the way, American symphony won the critics choice music documentary and best score. I look for it to be Oscar nominated. Actually I do. And anything else going on that you want to mention, Carl? Nope. Lots of hockey games, lots of concerts, PBR, and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A lot of things coming to town because it's, you know, going to be December this weekend. So, well, well, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to run the, the theater. This is the theater. First of all, Q Brothers Christmas Carol. It's a hip hop musical remix. And it's hilarious and it's fun. And if you're looking for something different to do, uh, it's Wednesday through Saturday at the History Museum. Maybe Sunday. Oh, I think that on Sunday they have two. Like, um, So anyway, check with the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival on Q Brothers Christmas Carol because it's unlike any Scrooge you've ever seen before. And uh, it's just a blast. Okay, so this is my theater schedule. Tonight, Sister Mary Ignatius explains it all for you by Stray Dog Theater. Thursday, Into the Woods at New Jewish Theater. Friday, New Line Theaters, Jesus and Johnny Appleweed, Holy Rolling Christmas. And then on Saturday, Walter Cronkite is dead at the West End Players Guild. They play, not musical. And then on Sunday, Barrymore featuring the legendary local actor, john contini that we talked to before yeah and then on wednesday december 6th is the reps radio version of it's a wonderful life yes and that's where i stopped but there's shows at westport there's another christmas carol by a new theater company called brickworks there's the goonies by the uh cherish cherokee street theater remember the parody that they did a clash of the titans this is the yes. same people doing Goonies. Wow. And that starts this week. And yeah. And then in Westport, we've got a Mark Twain dude. And then we have C.S. Lewis that we'll talk yep. to next week. So that is the theater schedule. That's a lot. Yes. Where can we find you, Carl? You can find me on Reds X and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern doing hockey stuff. And then you can hear me on the radio Monday through Friday on the Mark Cox Morning Show on the weekends on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on 97.1 and KMOX. Lynn, where are you? I'm on KTRS Radio every Friday at 11 a.m. And this week we're at Schnorr's Hardware in Ladue with Jennifer and Wendy. And then I am in Webster Kirkwood Times. I am on the website poplifestl.com. We have an interview with John Contini and lots more reviews and what's happening in uh, the entertainment world in St. Louis. And uh, I can be found on all the socials and in the Webster, I mean, in the Belleville News Democrat News and Features. All right. Stay busy, stay safe.
yes, happy holidays, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.